0: so we're back in mongolia as part of our asian tour over summer the weather is bad i must say it's dusty hot um very very dry weather it takes getting some used to you know after you're familiar with living around the great lakes toronto visiting chicago and so on but uh we're not here to talk about mongolia so let's get into today's podcast uh today's podcast really comes out of a session i had with a candidate uh, really about five minutes ago and uh, i just want to touch on some of the key things key tips people can take for doing estimation cases. Now, obviously, I'm assuming that the candidate knows how to do estimation case questions correctly and is not treating all kind of estimation questions as a demand side case. If you do that, you're automatically going to fail. right? So I'm assuming they've got good technique, they've got good structure, they know how to break down an estimation case and they know how to tackle supply-side, demand-side cases, they know how to layer the steps and so on. So beyond that, I'm going to give some advice. And uh, if candidates want to know more about this technique we're speaking about, we've covered it in other podcasts as well. So here's some tips here, right? I think the first tip is start from a known versus an unknown. If you start from a known variable, such as the population of a country, at least you have a chance of being right in your case. If you start from an no unknown variable where you have no clue what the what the estimate should be or the assumption should be for this uh, variable, you have a 0% chance of being right. So increases your increase your probability of being correct and when you start estimation questions at least start from a known variable. The other point I wanted to make is that when you break out your estimation, break it out into as many steps as you logically can. The more steps you have The greater your probability of making a correct assumption. And the analogy I use with this uh, with my clients is that I say, Imagine I put a can on a tree, and I gave you a gun with two bullets, and you shot at it. then i gave you in a second scenario a gun with eight bullets where would you have a greater probability of knocking the can off clearly the gun with eight bullets because you've increased your chances of taking a correct shot it's the same with estimation questions when you break out your equations make sure that you put in more steps that increases your probability of being correct of course the obvious next question and this links to the third tip is how many steps is too much well my rule of thumb here is that if a step doesn't add more than five doesn't add more than a 5-10% to 10% difference to your answer, don't do it. You know, Don't go out and estimate the size of something in a market, for example, that's only going to change your answer by 1%. For example, if you are sizing the market for alcoholic beverages in the United States, yes, teen, ch- some children do drink, it's a fact, you can't stop them. But if you look at how small that market is relative to the larger market, it's worthless to analyze that market, right? Coming to my fourth tip here, and it's a simple tip, is that whenever you're going to make a guess, I always say that don't go for major leaps of logic. What do I mean by a major leap of logic? Well, a major leap of logic is whereby you jump from one step to the other one, and the jump is so big that you're obviously going to make a mistake. An example of that would be jumping from the population of the United States to the percentage with Twitter accounts right? It's a huge leap. You're basically making a guess. A better way to do it is to add in some steps to bridge yourself in there to say population of the United States, percentage with internet access, percentage with social media accounts, percentage with Twitter accounts, percentage with active, active Twitter accounts. So don't make big jumps. Break down your jumps into little steps, right? The um, The next tip for estimation cases is to always do intuitive sanity checks. What do I mean by an intuitive sanity check? Well, assume that um, you're doing a case and you've received an answer of let's say $4 billion for the total amount of nail polish $4 Four billion dollars is the nail polish market in Japan. Now, the answer of four billion dollars in Japan means nothing to you intuitively because let's think about it, right? Four billion to anyone would mean nothing because you cannot compare it to anything in your life. The Japanese market is largely going to be foreign to you, and if you're a fi- if you're a male, the female market is largely going to be foreign to you. At least I hope. So, what you need to do when you get an answer of four billion dollars before you tell me. That you think the answer is too high or too low, which I'll always fail you for because you're guessing. You need to reduce that answer to something you could intuitively compare. What I would do is I'd say, population of Japan is let's say 150 million uh, people, 75% females. That means 4 billion divided, 4 million divided by 75 million, and then I'd be able to work out how many dollars are spent per female on. Nail polish, and then I'd say, okay, is this reasonable? Would a woman spend whatever it is, $1,000 a year on nail polish? And then I could say, okay, intuitively, I don't think that makes sense, right? So always reduce it to intuitive things. Finally, the final tip is to apply business judgment. Um, I always tell Candace that I do fail people who tell me things like the population of Australia is 200 million people who tell me things like the population of canada is hundred million i expect you to know these things if you don't know something use relative thinking if you know the population of the united states is 300 million if you know the population of the uk somewhere around 60 million and you know canada is smaller than both and you know the population of canada must be below at least 50 million dollars sorry 50 million people so you have to use relative positioning when you don't know the answer These are some basic tips. This is not meant to be a long podcast. I just want people to focus on these important things as they prepare for interviews. As always, I will respond to comments and questions.